Hi, everybody. This is Anna from Merrimack Bakehouse. This week's episode, we are reposting one of our favorite episodes from 2019, Falagones with Rachel and Portia. This is a great recipe to try for Easter if you've never made it before, or if it's a family favorite, we have some interesting history you might not know about Falagones. Either way, we hope you enjoy it. We also have an interesting upcoming event uh, at the end of April. On April 23rd, Yajagoff and the Mall at Robinson are teaming up to have a strawberry jello pretzel salad crawl through the mall from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. for National Picnic Day. Mary Mac Bakehouse is going to bring our strawberry pretzel jello cookies there, and each team is teaming up with a nonprofit. So if we win $500, we'll go to the Parkinson's Foundation of Western Pennsylvania. Again, that's April 23rd at the Mall at Robinson in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Stop by and try our cookies. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we have a very special episode, Falagones. We hope to preserve some valuable Italian food history and holiday tradition with this recording. We have a few special people we'd like to thank. First, we'd like to thank our good friend Frank Mergia for sharing his family with the In the Kitchen with Mary Mac podcast and for helping with recording and facilitating the recording. We'd like to thank Frank's mom, Rachel Mergia, and her cousin, Portia Javorski, for sharing their family's story and the recipe for Falagones with us. And we'd like to thank Talent Network for letting us use their space. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's really special to me because uh, I think this is a really important recipe to know and preserve, and uh, it's just it's just really special, and I really enjoyed doing it. So enjoy. Hello, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we're going to be talking about falagones which you've probably never heard of because nobody has heard of Falagones unless you live in western Pennsylvania, more specifically in McKees Rocks, and more specifically in Stow Township in a little suburb called Norwood. That's where they come from. So we have a guest today, special guest today. We have Rachel Mergia and Portia, and they're going to tell us about the history and what they know about Falagones. So we'll start off with basically where did the recipe come from? Well, it's a part of northern Italy, but uh, my mother was from Rotondella, and that's that's probably where it got started. So it and came the through northern, your mother's family? My mother's side, yeah, okay. was my mother's side. Okay, and your mother, is uh, she was a first-generation immigrant to the United States? Yes, she was eight years old when she came Eight here. years old. Okay, my yeah. grandmother was... Five, I believe. Yeah, she was she eight. Came. Okay. So now, you do you know of, like, did your mother talk about making these with the family when you made them or anything like well, that? Well, started with my grandmother. Your grandmother. My okay. grandmother. And that's how my mother learned. Okay. And we used to all make them, you know, with my grandmother's house. Then we started to make them. Well, I made them with my mother. Okay. Yeah, once she, we, had, we made it together, and then we all just learned from that. So that yeah, was her. one of the things I was so interested in. So your grandmother would make these and the whole family came over. Most of yeah. Okay. Sometimes. But sometimes they actually made them separately. All okay. my aunts, everybody did their own, you know, little, made their own at their own houses. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so that's so neat. I think that's such a great yeah. way to carry on family traditions just to get together as yeah. a family. Even people that don't cook would enjoy something we like that. We started to do the family thing when Portia, my daughters. Yeah. To extrapolate uh, yeah. on that a little bit, once our parents passed away, okay, then the tradition was passed on to us, you know, the girl in the family. Yeah. So Rachel being an only daughter and I being an only daughter, we decided, well, if you're going to make them and I'm going to make them, let's get together and make yeah. them. So then she had two daughters, so her two daughters joined in helping, and then her one daughter had two daughters, so they joined in helping. And um, we did that for many years together until we blew out both of my ovens. Oh, geez. So, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. So then we decided um, this is really getting like we were up to about 250. Yeah, oh, my gosh. We were making because you were making them for many families. Right. Okay? Right. To share. To so. share. Yeah. Like, you know, and they all laughed at me, but I actually had an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that had their names on it, and and we make them with different fillings. You can make them with potato, and you not only make them with potato, you make them sweeter. You make them hot. Okay, and then you can make them with spinach, and you can make them sweeter hot, and you can add raisins to them. Okay, I saw that. I yeah. thought that was odd. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very good. Is it? It's yeah. very good. Okay. Yeah, and then because we make these on Good Friday, this is a tradition for us for it's Easter. Easter. Okay, okay. not Easter that you can't thing. make them throughout the year. But the big tradition is Good Friday. And when my father was alive, the, the in Italian they call these pastites. Okay. okay. And when my father was alive, his favorite were the meat, which you couldn't eat on Friday. Right. And yeah. you made those with veal and pork, like okay. city chicken. Yeah, what yeah. We, okay. I don't know how they call it city chicken, but that's yeah. what we call it. <laughs> yeah. And you would make mix your you put your cheese in there the mixture, but you would bake them on Saturday because you weren't allowed to eat meat we'll on right. until twelve o'clock on Saturday. Oh, okay. okay. And and everyone would just sit by the oven on Saturday and wait for them to come up. <laughs> for the <laughs> you meat. Know? Yeah. So as a result, you have all these different varieties that you can make. Okay. okay. And then you have all these different people who come with their orders. Like my brother would come oh. and say, "I need twenty five potato and fifteen yeah. spinach." Oh, and, and, every year. Yeah. And and then you know her one. One daughter started giving them to her neighbor and then the neighbor, I want two potato. I want this. I want that. So it just grew and grew and grew. And and seriously, we blew the oven up. Oh my you know? goodness. We there. blew up a, we blew up really a, something. we blew up a food processor. <laughs> 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 we blew up an oven. We yeah. blew up a um, garbage disposal. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you know? So finally, I think it was about three years ago, we, we decided we have to separate this process again. Yeah. So <laughs> I know? now me and my daughters and my granddaughters. We make them And they leave me all by then, myself. And she makes them now with her brothers. With my yeah, brothers. She's with yeah. her brothers. Oh, so. good, but the tradition, yeah. I mean, it. You know what? It just got too much. We None of us, all, we all have bad knees, bad legs, oh, yeah. everything. And it, making 250 of those. Oh, that's would, a no. full day. And we figured, you know, let's get it off. We make about 50 maybe, not even, you know, and she makes, she don't even make that many anymore. Well, we make, we, we probably make about 100, yeah. you know. Because her brothers yeah. like to, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, and, and your neighbors know you're making them and they like them. Yeah. I mean, they are, people call them a delicacy. Yeah. yeah to us, they're a fellow good. Yeah. <laughs> but you can freeze them, too, so I like to freeze them. Oh, yeah, I bet they would freeze them. You freeze, yeah, yeah, just freeze them, and then when you take them out, you don't thaw them or anything. You put them right in the oven. Okay. With, covered with foil, and just, mm. you know, then they're just like fresh. 
See, that's one of the things I was wondering when you made them, because that's a big part Easter. of Italian culture is you have certain days that you make certain things and that's it. That's yeah. when you make them. It's usually Easter. Good Friday, we'll do the potato, we eat the potatoes, and then you can't eat the meat until after 12 on Saturday. Okay, so you make them. You make them on Good Friday for your Good Friday <laughs> yeah. that you're and not then eating. Saturday meat. after 12, we eat the meat. And then you make the meat ones. Okay. Yeah. That's really, that is so interesting, and I just love that. Yeah. I remember um, there were certain things that my grandmother made that were only for holidays, like brujol. She made brujol no, no, only brujol. for Christmas. That's it. And you never got it. I said, why don't you make that's so good? You should make it. Oh, no, that's for Christmas. And it wasn't yeah. something, so I. Well, that's like know. wedding soup. I make it for Easter and for Christmas. For Christmas. Yeah, Twice a year. I make it all the time. I do, too. Oh, I know. <laughs> I make but it. that's usually when I make the big pot because I take it to my daughter's for, yeah. for the dinner. And, you know, I have to make it. And I just I don't. have to tell you that, Mary, as much work as they are, the the biggest part of it and the most fun of it is watch people enjoying them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. They, you do all that work, a, but they love They everything. appreciate yeah. when you give them a falagone. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. You know? Right. It's so, And I think, really, it's so special because, like I said, you don't. They are not around. No. You don't hear about them. And really, right now is when you're picking it up more. Um, it, in the research that I did online, um, basically, if you find anyone talking about them, they're from Pittsburgh or from McKee's Rocks or mm-hmm. from Stowe. You don't find them. anywhere and even um in searching italy um the only place that i found them in searching italy was in the uh the tip of the toe in calabria which is that's where they were talked about there way down in the tip of the toe so nowhere else and that's probably you know if that's their traditional thing it may have slid down there from where your parents were from well they're talked about in hollywood florida too because we have a family there yeah (laughs) and and you know they're they love them too, you Fort know. Lauderdale. It's like it's yeah. it's it's unbelievable how people go, oh, fellow guys, you know. Yeah, isn't it funny? And it's so uh, it's so funny to see people talk about them. People have really fond memories of them, and I think there's a couple of churches in McKee's Rocks that sell them. Mother Sarah's this time of year, yeah. Well, it's part of St. John and God now. They do them yeah. the first Friday of every month, and there's also a cookie shop in West Park Teresa's. that's called Teresa's. Okay, who is a who was a member of Mother Sarah's. And they make them at her cookie shop, too. They make homemade pizza, and they make felagones there. Yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. their big Teresa's special. Yeah, it's bakery. the area. Yeah. It's they're, that they're little Lenten, nucleus, yeah. Yeah, their little Lenten special thing that they do, yeah. and it's just it's so localized and such a good thing. So we're going to uh, – we will be sharing the recipe um, as we go along. And one of the things that, that I found was in your recipe – it's the crust is uh, it's almost like you said they're called a paste a, a pasty, pastites because there's in in um, other cultures for example in Great Britain they have a thing that's called a pasty and it's a little meat pie and it's the same thing it's sort of like a it's a sort of like a pie oh. crust thing and it's filled with different kinds of meat and it's just um, a lot of people call them a hand pie. Uh, the Amish make something that's called a ham pie, but they're not that filling. They're not that potato filling. So it's kind of it, like, um, that's what my husband always says. Every culture has a pierogi. Every culture mm. has a ravioli, you know, whatever. So every culture has that thing. And it's this this idea of a falagone with the crust that is like, uh, it's like a pie crust, but it's not a sweet pie crust. And it's a very flaky, crispy, light crust on it. It's not a bread crust. Mm. I just thought that was so interesting. It's a very basic crust. It's stretchy. It doesn't rip when you're making them. No. Uh, it actually it, it spreads. Works. Yeah, mm. and it spreads nice. It yeah. works nice. Yeah. And, uh, and the Crisco and, uh, makes it nice and, uh, you know, pliable. pliable. Now, Mary, I don't know when you tested the recipe and you made them, if you let those little dough 
piles that you end up with set for a little bit. Yeah, I put them out in balls and I let them let sit, them yeah. sit for a cover. I divided them up, it up. Cover them up with a towel, yeah. you know, so they don't get crusty from the air. And you let them sit. And then when you go to roll that out, it's it's like silk. Yeah, it just relaxed. It just rolls right out. It just yeah. relaxed real nice. Yeah. And then uh, that's how you know you're going to have a good day. <laughs> you get extra ones from those cutoffs. You know, you get extra. You can make yeah many from the cutoffs. Yeah, and what you basically do, you make it. You make this dough. Is um, the recipe that we're going to share makes a lot, but I cut it in half the first time I did it, and it worked just fine. Mm-hmm. So it divides really easily. But it's basically uh, flour, Crisco, salt, and water. So that's it. Warm, tepid water. Yeah, yeah. warm water. So it's not, there's not uh, any, this, the, the great thing about falagones that I really, um, and I appreciate this in a lot of recipes, is this is what I like to call a pantry recipe. That means you can walk to your pantry and make this because there's nothing here that's odd mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have. You know, you, you might have to go out and get cheese maybe, but everything here is something that you would probably have in your home. So you could just go get it and make these if you wanted to. And this isn't like, uh, like an Easter bread thing where you need these special seasonings or dried fruits or, or, um, all the, that yeast uh, Christmas that you bread. Deal yeah. With, you know? Yeah. It's not anything like that, but yeah. it's still, it's a special holiday thing. Yeah. So. I wanted to know if you had any specific memories of making them when you're with your family when you were little, anything like that, that, you know, sometimes, especially food is so good for this, you'll smell the smell or you'll Mm. start to work on it. And all of a sudden, all these memories come back. And I just wondered if you had any that you wanted to share that were special, like of your grandmother or your Mm. mother. I have many. (laughs) (laughs) I have many because my father, um, Always seem to find something wrong <laughs> with my mother's felt. <laughs> and we lived, like I say, in the little town of Norwood. And what separated our house from my aunt and uncle's house was an alley. Okay. So Aunt Phil and Uncle Kyler lived here and we lived here. And then there was an alley between us. And on Good Friday, everyone's making felagans. Okay. Well, my mother's would all be done, and Aunt Phil's would all be done, and Aunt Rosie was on the street, down the street, and hers would all be done. And my dad, you know, he'd eat them, and he'd go, this dough, lean, it's still not like Phil's. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a memory I have. So when my mom passed away, I went over Aunt Phil's, and I said, okay, Aunt Phil, I'm stuck with making fella guns. How do you make your dough? Because apparently you don't make it like my mother, because my dad (laughs) always said yours was better. So that was the sister-in-law thing that went on there where, you know, oh, I'm not funny. listening to her. She's my sister-in-law. <laughs> you, know, you know you know how that goes. So she told me. She said, you know, I use Crisco in my dough, and your mom uses oil. Oil. My mother oh, used oil Okay, okay. And that makes the dough harder. Yeah. It does. So right. she said, you want to use this recipe. So I did. And my dad was satisfied from that point on. So that's a big memory oh, that I have funny. that I mastered it, yeah. you know, like the first year my mom had passed away because I thought I'll be damned if I'm going to make these fellow guns and him say they're not like Aunt Phil's. <laughs> yeah. My mother always oh, used funny. oil. It wasn't Crisco. Yeah. But they all, I mean, they were always good. But then when we got that from my aunt, we she went with the Crisco when mm-hmm. Portia got it. Mm-hmm. Then now it's all we use is Crisco. Yeah, because it would make it flakier. It's and the flakier, oil would and it's yeah, it's silkier. Blend you know, from it. the crystal. I can't remember itself. though. I I have to be honest. I don't know, Rach, if you can. Your generation. Well, you're a few years older than me, but mm. I don't remember a, a memory with my grandmother. Yeah, I, I remember the re- memories with our mothers and yeah. aunts and and stuff like that. You know, but I'm not that far back to yeah, remember, remember my grandmother, grandmother. making them. Yeah. You know, we made me and my mother. We made them with my grandmother. And my my aunt too would always be there too. My aunt uh, 
Adeline. So I remember that. When I was a teenager, I was like, you know, 15, 16, 17, and, uh, and we, I remember helping her cut everything up and everything. And that's how I, I learned from her. You yeah. Know. And then Learn my mother learned from her. I learned from my mother. And then uh, that's this is good. Just keeps now my daughters learned on my granddaughters. <laughs> yeah, that's Pretty nice. Pretty soon the great-grandchildren maybe. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And that's something they're probably there for. So they, they see it, play with the dough. That's what I used to do with my kids. If I was doing something, I gave them dough to play with. And I yeah. think that really uh, draws their interest. Yeah. Yeah. And they enjoy doing it and see that it's fun. It's not work. It's fun. Yeah, because they'd give me the dough with a rolling pin when I was small, younger. You know, I'd make yeah. a little, you know, try to roll it out. And they'd give me this filling to put in. And then I'd have this, like, little, you know, I remember my, gun. I remember my grandmother doing, when she would make pies, she would give me dough and cinnamon and say, make cinnamon yeah. rolls with the scraps, you know. And I, yeah. they were hard as rocks, but they were mine. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the only one who ate them. Yeah, yeah I made right. my own little fallagone, and that's what I ate. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. And that's another thing I wanted to ask if there was any, if you knew of any changes in the recipe. So, like you said, it started with oil. oil. And you Went changed to it to now. And that's what everybody uses now, the Crisco. Okay. And I was wondering about the fillings, too, because I know, now, when you, when you made them when you were little, did you make all the different fillings, or was it just the potato? No, it was just, it was, it was all, all of them. All the different, yeah. okay. Potatoes and then the meat on Holy Saturday, you only ate the meat. Spinach, eat that on Good Friday. Okay. And people have their favorites, too. It's, it's yeah. surprisingly how... Some people say, like I'll say, I'm going to make you a fellow guy, and I'm making them. What kind do you want? Oh, I want the spinach. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have a preference. You know, what they like with yeah. raisins or without raisins. Yeah, yeah. I just can't. Get we over have the hot raisins. spinach and sweets. We have hot with. You can put that crushed red, red pepper. Yeah, you put that on. Some people like the hot spinach with raisins. Oh my goodness, hot spinach with raisins. I got. I have to try that. Yeah. This is. There's just so many varieties of filling. It's just. It, it could be, especially if you're making um, the full batch of dough. Because you get, what, 10 phalagones out of that. Oh, we quadruple that, Mary, when we make it. (laughs) Yeah, batch it. Now, Frank, when he ate a phalagone, he wanted cheese in there, and he would want a mixture of meat, potatoes, everything together. Oh, picky, picky, picky. That one picky, picky. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to make a calzone, in other words. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. He didn't want to have just the plain. Yeah. Well, here's the recipe, and this is in uh, the church cookbook, yeah, St. Uh, Joseph. Joseph's cookbook, and it comes from uh, Portia donated this to the yeah, cookbook. Yeah, they, they so. made a cookbook. And this is the one I used, and this is, here's your recipe, and we'll also have this posted on the uh, website, and it'll be on our Facebook page, too. So it's 10 cups of all-purpose flour, mm-hmm. uh, one cup of Crisco shortening, a teaspoon of table salt, and four cups of warm to hot tap water so it'd be just about the same as when you're making bread you just feel the water yeah Yeah. and the purpose of that is to melt the crisco okay the crisco it it dissipates into the into the the dough and that's what gives it that silky pliable you know if you used ice cold water yeah it it wouldn't work with crisco come out more like right it would gel Yeah. yeah 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 and this is you just blend the crisco and the salt into the flour as if you're making a pie crust, and once it's blended in, slowly add the water and mix it up, and it will come into a consistency that is smooth and not sticky. You don't want it to be sticky, but on the other hand, you don't want to keep yeah. kneading flour into it. And I, do, I would not suggest kneading this. I would just suggest mixing this. Yeah. Is that right? You mix it until it's a dough. Yeah. It has to be totally brought together and, and mixed. You don't want to see clumps of 
Crisco in it. Yeah, yeah, it has to all be blended. Now, I will interject that my niece just told me that she made some a couple weeks ago, and she actually made the dough in her food processor. Oh, yeah. And she said it worked well. You know, I would never do that because I do things the hard way. <laughs> you know what? I like well, to feel it. I can't not feel it. Well, it drives me crazy. You work that Crisco into your flour. Right, and yeah. it and also a gets out. water. Yeah, and you just... You know, get that all mixed up. Yeah, and you have to get out your pen-up aggressions, too, as you go into it. That's what what dough's for, pen-up aggressions. There would be no road rage if people needed dough a couple times a week. It just just gets it out of you. (laughs) In this recipe, the potato filling is basically given as the main filling, and then the other suggestions are given. So to make the full amount of phalagones, you're going to need five pounds of baking potatoes. And I would suggest using a good baking potato because the texture is different when you bake them. They they tend to be more fluffy. And if you're going to use a uh, harder kind of a potato, like I saw somebody use a Yukon Gold no. recommended no. that no, no, or a yes, regular yellow. white. It's that. just too hard. So you're going to want a good baking potato. Um, four cups of sweet onions peeled and sliced. Two medium green peppers cut into pieces, but you can also use red peppers, yellow peppers, orange peppers, hot banana peppers if you want to, mild banana peppers, any type of peppers that you want. Uh, One cup of oil, and I used a nice quality olive oil in mine. I suppose you could use any type of oil that you wanted. Olive oil, I would never think to put olive oil. Just the vegetable oil. Yeah, I had a real nice olive oil, and I used that. It really was Vegetable oil. Again, or vegetable oil or canola oil. Uh, One tablespoon of salt, one tablespoon of black pepper, one tablespoon of garlic powder, and one cup of grated Parmesan Romano cheese mixed. Or if you've listened to my ranting in previous episodes, (laughs) just Romano cheese. (laughs) And you mix that all together and that becomes your filling. So you want to make sure your potatoes are well drained. Um, You're going to peel and slice them into water to get the starch off of them. You want to make sure they're well drained when you mix that all together. And your uh, mixture should be nice and cohesive and well spread out. And then you're going to put about two cups of the potato mixture onto the dough that you have rolled out like you're rolling out for a pie shell. And it comes out to about 9 to 10 inches in diameter. So roll your dough out and put about two cups of the potato mixture on it. And then you're going to fold that over to like a half moon and seal it shut. I twisted mine. I twisted and pinched mine. I've seen impressed with a fork. We, we usually use the fork. Or just because use you your finger fold, and turn yeah, them in. Sometimes you can just fold up the edges. Yeah. Whatever way you want to crimp it. Whatever way you want to crimp it. Yeah, just so it's tight and it doesn't yeah. leak. And then you're going to bake those on a baking sheet. Um, I didn't grease my baking sheet. We grease ours. You grease yours? Spray yeah, with spam. spam. We just okay. spray some Pam on it. And then uh, poke the top of it with a fork to let it vent a little bit yeah. while it's baking. And... You want to bake it at 350 for an hour, and when they come out, they're beautiful golden brown, and they're they slide s- right off the slide. Yeah, yeah. Slide off, and we used to use the fork to to pr- Now, when we had the hot ones, we use a knife. Oh, you know, so we knew the difference because we'd make you to know, vent it to vent it. Yeah, she's talking about. and spinach. We so put you a know what's piece hot. Of spinach on it. So <laughs> you have to know. you have to code the outside. You of have it. to code, when you're making yeah. 250. <laughs> when we made hot spinach, we'd put some paprika on top. Oh, that's so a good idea because we'd put paprika in the yeah, filling. Yeah, you have to have a code. You got to have a code. We'd put a raisin on top if we had raisins. No raisin. No. When you happen. do the spinach and raisins, how do you prepare the spinach? How do you do that? The spinach, you um, you use leaf. Yeah. spinach wash it real good and um spin it i always spin mine in a spinner okay you know, i do that with the potatoes too to make sure you oh, get okay. that water That's a good idea yeah spin yeah. it um and then you put oil 
salt, black pepper, um, a little bit of garlic powder. And to quote my Aunt Phil, I say, Aunt Phil, how much oil do you use? She said, until it's shiny. That's what my mom <laughs> says. Just make them Just shiny. Just shiny. <laughs> what does that mean? It's a riot. It's a, it's a riot. You know? Like my mother. When my mother used to make them, she told my brother to go buy a container of regatta cheese. cheese. And my brother said, Mom, I didn't know you put regatta cheese in fella. Oh, no, no, no. You throw that away. You use it for you a measuring a cup. container. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Three pound, Mary. Now that's a tell. Three pound, yeah. Three pound, and that's all they measured their water in when they made the dough. You have to have a ricotta container. That's that's Italian. I'm gonna throw the ricotta. And you couldn't make oh your Lord. dough. Like, where's the ricotta? Or if you feel cat? like it, you can make lasagna <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's you know? beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. You couldn't make them without the container. Okay, what kind of raisins do you put in? Golden raisins, dark no, raisins. You can regular. use any. We use dark. Use, we use okay. a dark. Raisin. Yeah, and you don't wet them. Don't soak them. Okay, you just no. people think you yeah, just sprinkle them, right them on the tops. Yeah, and they, they they'll puff up in the oven, obviously, when they cook. Yeah, you know, and it gives it. It's a unique taste because if you put a little bit of red pepper seed with the salt that's in there and the sweetness of the raisin. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. It really is. Oh, I gotta try. But that. you have to eat them when they're warm. Yeah, oh, those so are great funny. when they come and right out of the oven. You can't freeze those either because they'll be mush. yeah, they get yeah, they'll be mush. If we're coming on like we love Good Friday, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the food. It's all That's about what the holiday. Holiday. <laughs> That's the greatest thing about being Italian. Every special, it, it's not even a holiday, just a, a day. It's just a day. It's a, it's all about the food, and it's got to be just right and just so, and you have to taste it all day long. And <laughs> I know. you know, it's it's it really is true that in our families, okay, yeah, Easter's a sacred holiday, and you know we all know what it's about and everything, but. They just couldn't wait for Easter because of because the felagans on Good Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and especially you know? on Norwood, everybody's doors were, and people, you can just smell them all over the neighborhood. Oh, that's so, that's Because so there was just a lot great. of people on Norwood making even different streets. I mean, well, you would go your, to. your local grocery stores, yeah. you know, will run out of the spinach. They will. Because you buy the bag spinach. Yeah. You know, and, and you'll run out of it. You know, they don't have, you have to make sure you get it. You go to Costco and you get the real big yeah, bag. You know? Because once you cook that, it yeah, shrinks. It's, it's not yeah. So you got to have a lot of spinach because you're going to lose it when it cooks, you oh, know. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. Just think about, and now, I mean, I realize it's not, it's not like that now. But just think about 50 or 60 years ago, yeah. you know, in the neighborhood, everybody cooking. We did it. And you smell, you walk outside and you start making fellow guns or making oh. fellow guns. It was just, every, you know, you just have the smell. Just like when you make sauce. Yeah. On Sunday. You can smell it coming out of everybody's, everybody's house. Bread. Yeah. <laughs> Mancini bread. Cheating. Mancini bread. <laughs> Bip. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing about growing up in, in, in my family. Um, my grandparents lived in Canton, Ohio, and that's where our whole extended family from both sides is in Canton, Ohio. Um, the Pellegrinos and the Gambones. All so you're all Italian? You're Italian? Well, I'm half Italian. Oh, my mother is full-blooded Irish. Italian first generation, and my father is Irish. Oh. So, yeah, that's the Gaelic and garlic of yeah. us. So, <laughs> But we, yeah, we, uh, from Canton, Ohio, and, uh, you know, the, we have so many, there's so many fabulous traditions that are, are, um, getting to be popular mm. now with the, like the cookie tables and oh, the, well, that's and the cakes, the, the cream the cakes and, and, uh, all those, all those sorts of things. Uh, panettone is so popular. Yeah, I start, is, I, I do panettone at Christmas, Christmas and sell it. 
and uh, I have to always explain to people what it is, yeah. you know. So we did a podcast on that too, and so I just wanted to get some things. It's almost like an oral history, you yeah. know, because things are popular to a certain extent, but nobody knows where they came from or where what they're about, and that's what I thought that was so interesting. Falagones is such a little tiny area, but it's the and, northern part of Italy. It's just a lot of people from Italy. What's a falagone? I mean, you're from was, Italy. You should know where the yeah. falagone is, but they don't because it's not in their part of the where they were. Yeah, more it's such a localized up. thing. And once yeah. someone tastes them, then like you, you know, you you want to know more about them, and where'd you how they make these, yeah. and where do you make them, and so on and so forth. I have a little part time job where I work at PNC Park, and um, one Good Friday, I brought some falagones in at night when I went to work, and um, there were people there from the home office in Philadelphia. Oh. And they wanted to start selling them at PNC Park. Oh my goodness! They tasted them, and I said, "Don't look at me." No. <laughs> <laughs> they were like in awe, you know, like, "What are these?" You'd be oh making my God. more than two hundred. I never ate anything like this, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was interesting. And she's a beautician, so she has a little shop in her basement. And on Holy on Saturday, she'll cut them up for her customers. Oh. They'll come in and That's she, so you know, nice. then they come looking for the, yeah. they'll, they, everybody wants their hair done you, that Yeah, day. they, yeah, so she slices them up for her customers too. <laughs> make so. everyone happy. That's the joy happy. of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's a, it's a, that's cooking is joy. And when you give it to others, it gives you even more joy. Especially people that don't get them, that don't they make don't, them. They never know. make them. They don't even know what, you know. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to me about this. This is so neat, and I hope we get a really good response from this. Um, And like I said, the recipe will be available on uh, our website and on our Facebook page. So it'll be before Easter, so uh, you'll actually have an opportunity to make these on Good Friday if you want to. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. And I just, uh, oh, I just so much appreciate this because I'm just so curious about them. I always love to learn things about food. So uh, thank you so much, welcome, uh, Rachel and Portia. I appreciate it. Thank you, Frank, for letting us use your fabulous studio here at Talent Network. I really appreciate it. And thanks a lot for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.